Welcome back to Adventures with Bam. I'm Brent Billings. And I'm Maggie Billings. Today we're going to Seattle <laughs> to propose to Maggie and celebrate her birthday. Indeed. So, <laughs> uh, I don't know, a few weeks, maybe a month or so before my birthday, we'd been talking about what should we do. I was turning 23, not a big, I don't know, 23. Um we're feeling that little travel itch, um, but wanted to do something for the weekend. So we thought like, well, Seattle be good. Um, decided to bring a couple of friends along. Um, and Brent was like, well, I'm going to, I'm going to plan a surprise for you. Uh, don't worry about it. I was like, great. So I didn't, I don't, I don't know why, but I didn't really suspect a proposal. I think the thought had crossed my mind. And then what really threw me off the trail was <laughs> a couple of weeks before the trip, um, Brent randomly was like, Hey, do you, are you interested in, uh, Egyptian history? <laughs> and I was like, yeah, I mean, like I love history. So I was like, yeah, it's, it's interesting to me, I guess. And I don't like, I was like, okay, whatever. So seeming <laughs> a seemingly random question. Um, and then, you know, my birthday comes, we all pile into the car, we're driving to Seattle. Um, I think Brent had told, so one of the friends uh, was the same guy who'd gone with us to Europe, Lance. Had you told Lance that you were going to propose? No, I had not. You hadn't? Are you sure? I feel like I have. No, you had to have because you, because he brought his camera and he was ready for it. He was going to bring his camera anyway. That's why, huh. that's why I had him come. Mm. Okay. Well, and then the other friend uh, was I a girl. I think, did I tell him? I think you did. Because there's a video. I feel like there's a video that we have somewhere where he's like, big plans, Brent. And it sounds like he knows what's up, but maybe not. I don't think anybody knew anything. Hmm. I think I'm the only one who knew where we were going and what we were doing. Other than Seattle. Huh. Okay. Well, who knows? Uh, but, and then the gal that came with us, um, also named Becky, same name as the girl, um, the friend that went with us to Europe, but a different person. Um, so they came with us. Um, so we roll into Seattle and pull up to the Pacific science center. That's what it's called, right? Yes. And, um, walk in and <laughs> we walk into the, um, I don't know, the lobby, the reception area, I guess. There's posters all over. There was a King Tut exhibit. And I was like, oh, this is what we're doing. <laughs> because Brent had asked me weeks before about the Egyptian thing. And this is like the big thing at the Pacific Science Center. So I was like, okay, like, that's cool. Kind of random for my birthday. But <laughs> sure. I why? blindfolded you, though, going uh, into the building. So. No, only, you didn't blindfold me until after we picked up our tickets. Mm, okay. So... Yeah, so I was like, okay, this is random, but whatever. Um, so Brent picks up the tickets. Nobody says anything, but yeah, I think this silently. I'm like, oh, okay, we're going to see King Tut. Like, that's cool. Um, so then Brent has me close my eyes and like, you know, we're walking around. We get in an elevator, go up to whatever floor. Um, and then we get out. I open my eyes and they're like, welcome to the Butterfly House. And it's this, if you haven't been there, it's just this giant, very hot room with tropical plants and butterflies everywhere and i love butterflies um and brent's nickname for me um when we were friends and then when we were dating uh was butterfly and i don't remember why why was that brent probably just because you like butterflies I like or butterflies. something i don't know they're great butterflies are great 
Um, so yeah, this is like, I'm like, okay, this is much more my birthday speed. <laughs> um, so like the butterflies are great. Like they're landing on stuff and they're huge and we're taking pictures of them and there's flowers and, uh, it's just wonderful. So we're there for a while. And then, um, the, the people working there are like, okay, we're closing in 10 minutes and people start to clear out. And then Becky, our friend goes, I'm going to go. Cause you leave your coats out there. Cause it's like 80 degrees inside. Um, it's quite, it's quite hot. It's pretty warm. <laughs> um, and this was end of June, but you know, Seattle's not known for its tropical weather. Um, so we were in like long sleeves and stuff. So Becky's like, I'm going to go out and get our coats. I'll meet you guys out there. So we're like, great. So we're, um, I had not told Becky what was going on, no. so this was a real bummer for her to, but <laughs> to miss out. But I did tell the staff, and they said that they would clear everybody out a few minutes early so that we could have the butterfly house to ourselves. Yeah. So Lance is in there with us. He's got his camera. Um, he's also a photographer. And um, so we go around one little spot, and he's like, I'll get a picture of you guys. So um, Brent you know, is standing next to me, and... Um, was standing next to me at one point and then I turned and he was on one knee <laughs> um, and it said um, something we weren't kissing of course and he'd said something like oh, I really wish I could kiss you right now and then I turned and he was on one knee and he's like but I would like to marry you <laughs> and so totally surprised me totally caught me off guard Lance is getting pictures of course all of them I just looked like shocked and I think there was a lag right in my response brent yeah a little bit a little bit of a lag well my brain caught up to what was happening um but of course i said yes um and then shortly after so here's an interesting tidbit um brent did not tell me that he loved me at any point while we dated i did not hear the words i love you until the day after Brent asked me to marry him, and I said yes. I did intend for it to be part of the proposal <laughs> speech and, you know, got a little nervous. Which, okay, so to, like, back up as far as why you didn't, I, on my end, here's why I, it wasn't a red flag for me that he hadn't said it. Um, years prior, I remember being at your house and ranting um, probably fresh out of some dysfunctional relationship about um, people, the way that people use the word love in romantic relationships felt very meaningless to me. I felt like like people would just say it and what they really meant was like, I'm really attracted to you or I have really strong feelings for you or I want to spend all this time with you. Da, da, da. Like for me, I'm like, I don't care about that. <laughs> like I care, like how serious are you? Are you committed? Like to me, love meant um, action and commitment and um, depth and not just like, I love you. But then in two months when, um, you know, someone with longer, prettier hair comes along that I'm going to love her. Uh, like I was so tired of that. So I remember going on this rant at Brent's house, um, not to Brent, but just Brent was around about like, I don't want to even hear it until it's going to be matched with some kind of concrete commitment. Like it means nothing or it means everything. Um, so I remember as we were dating, like we were at the point where I was like, I feel like I would have expected to hear it by now, but maybe he's just remembering that rant that I went on and he's going off of that. I'm pretty sure he loves me and just hasn't said it. So I had kind of at some point said, okay, well, if he hasn't said it by now, he'll probably say it when he proposes. 
So I don't know and what that your... was absolutely the plan. I okay. don't specifically <laughs> remember if I recalled that exact conversation, but it would not surprise me if that had played into it. Yeah. You felt like that was a love was a commitment word. Yeah. I'm, and I agreed with your sentiments in the rant anyway. So yeah. Yeah. So anyway, yeah, I was pretty, I mean, and again, like our relationship was, um, it wasn't physical. It was like getting to know each other as people and making sure we were a good fit as people for each other. Um, so I knew by the way Brent acted and by the way he treated me and the way he spoke to me, I knew that he loved me. So it wasn't like, if he doesn't say it, I'm not going to know. Um, it was just, but it's kind of one of those things. I was like, I'm excited to hear it. So, so yeah, he asked me to marry him. I say yes. Um, many pictures are taken. We go out to get our coats. Our poor friend is like, I got your coats. And I like held out my hand with a ring on. She's like, oh my gosh, I missed it. <laughs> she had no idea. This poor girl really should have given her a heads up. It was the best reaction though. <laughs> yeah, I it think we fantastic. have pictures of that reaction. <laughs> oh, so good. So anyway, we all go out to dinner. Um, <laughs> we had you know, been alone for a couple moments, um, walking around. And I was like, so there's something that you haven't said before that I was kind of expecting here. And Brant was like, yeah, I meant to say it. Don't worry. It's coming. So every like point in the evening, that's mildly romantic. I'm like, is he going to say it now? Is he going to say it now? And that did not happen. So the next day, um, we all go to, is it St. St. Mark's? St. Mark's. St. Mark's Cathedral? It's a cathedral. Yeah. It's a cathedral in Seattle. And it's lovely. If you haven't gone and you're in Seattle, please go. Lovely and absolutely incredible acoustics. Yeah. Yeah. Big, big deal. The acoustics. So take we, a singer friend with you when yeah. you go. <laughs> so the four of us show up. Um, it's pretty much empty. And we're in there. And that's where Brent takes the moment to be like, so if you haven't figured it out by now, just so you know, I'm in love with you. I'm like, oh, great. Same, same. Uh, uh, such <laughs> such a regret. The one thing I would change if I could go back. And really? Do it okay. Well, I mean, it's such a memorable thing, though. Like, who else? How many people can say that? You know, in this in How this many people can age, say that they're that big of an idiot? How many, how many people who were not in an arranged marriage in another corner of the world... <laughs> can say you know i think it's it's quirky and it's fine here we are now so um yeah so what else i don't know dinked around in seattle for a little bit well and we didn't know this at that point but we were already one day into our 58 day engagement 58 days so yeah we knew um I didn't want a super long engagement. However, I would have liked a fall wedding. I love fall. I love the colors. Da, da, da. I had put almost no thought into what I wanted my wedding to look like. I just knew that I liked fall. Um, however, um, a little bit of a catalyst that affected when Brent proposed. Brent? That affected when I proposed? Yeah. What was? Tell us about the timing of why you decided to propose when you did. I proposed on your birthday as a cover for like, I can plan a trip and I can do all this stuff and you're not going to suspect necessarily. Okay. I will tell this story. So basically what happened was my best friend Carly um, and her husband lad had very recently um, decided that they were going to be moving to Burundi, East Africa, and that they would be doing that in September. So 
Um, I knew that I wanted her in my wedding. I didn't know when my wedding was going to be. We hadn't talked about it. I didn't have a ring on my hand. Um, but I knew that they were going to be gone for about a year. And I was like, ah, man, like I know they're going to be here next summer, but I don't, I don't know when Brent's going to propose. And I don't think we're going to like, I don't think we're going to wait to get married until next summer. So I didn't know, uh, what was going to happen. Um, and then Brent, I don't, I don't know what you're, oh my gosh, I feel like you've totally forgotten your side of this whole story. Nobody knew that I was going to propose to you. Well, except for my dad. Well, sure. Your dad. So anyway, apparently Brent had decided, uh, this, did I tell your dad? I don't even know if you did. You told my dad, you got me out of the house. You got Carly to pick me up. Uh, I think you told lad too. You told Lad and Carly. Remember you went to you went to lunch with Lad? It was a whole thing. He got sick. I don't remember this at all. Oh man. So anyway, um so Brent met with my dad. As the story goes, met with my dad and was like, you know that I want to marry your daughter. And my dad's like, Yes. Um Brent goes, I uh you know how Lad and Carly are moving to Africa in September. This is in June. It's like what week, couple weeks before my birthday, when Brent's planning to propose. Um yeah, my dad goes, yeah. Um, Brent goes, I would like to marry your daughter before they move. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, my dad was supportive and also surprised knowing that that meant a wedding in a couple months. Um, I, I think you're forgetting this whole thing. How am I forgetting? We did not talk about any of that timing until after we were engaged. What do you mean? None of this. None of this happened until after engagement Mm, no you told my dad i would like to marry your daughter before they move no yes that (laughs) is the story that you have always told me you were going to propose anyway but then their move made it more urgent it had nothing to do with the proposal after we proposed and we started talking about dates then it was like oh well they're moving then so if they're going to be in the wedding then we have to get married by this date. No, what you have always told me and what we've always said is we planned a wedding and engagement around because they were moving. Because I've always said I would have loved a fall wedding, but our engagement was so short because they were moving. You told sure. my yeah, no, no I, you told me, you told my dad, uh, you know, Lad and Carly are moving. Yes, I would like to marry your daughter before then. That is the story that you have told me over and over, that we have told people over and over. You may have been planning to propose on my birthday, but like their move sped things up. You had lunch with Lad before to talk about it, and Lad got really sick and got like food poisoning and was vomiting in the bathroom and had to leave. I met up with Lad after the fact to talk about rings no you also met up with him before yeah to talk about rings and couldn't figure anything out Mm -hmm. so then i just went into the store and bought some random ring right that we could easily return i at that point i knew when i was going to propose knew that we would have plenty of time no you i swear to you as the memory keeper of the two of us What you have always told me and what we have always told everyone is you went to my dad and you were like, Lad and Carly are moving. My dad's like, yes, I know. And you were like, I would like to marry your daughter before then. We didn't decide on the date because then we nailed down like, okay, here's when they move. So here's when we need to pick our date because um, Mm -hmm. here's when our... um, 
uh, honeymoon's going to be and we want to be back for like we nailed down all the specifics, but we knew be, like we knew it was going to be as short it was because they were moving in September. Okay, it's like ten or eleven a.m. in Burundi right now. Can we get can we get Carly uh, prob- on the phone? Probably. This is absolutely not. This is not true. This is not true. This is not how it happened. <laughs> I did not propose based on when they were moving. Like that was not part of the conversation. That conversation came in after I proposed. And then it's like, okay, when do we want to get married? Well, we kind of thought our wedding would be in the fall and, or we thought it would be this long of time. But if we want Carly to be in it, then we have to shorten that up. We made all that decision after the proposal. No, never. I knew I was going to want her in my wedding. She's my best friend. That was a non-negotiable. I didn't know that until after I proposed. I didn't know who your list was. Hang on. I didn't know any of that. Okay. I was going to say, my guess is you're recording your podcast and <laughs> you want, you need, you forgot some crucial detail. In my I Brent, did not look, forget. Brent has I forgotten. Did not forget. <laughs> we, we have a fundamental disagreement. I also, I love that you're recording your podcast at 2 a.m. <laughs> it would have been earlier, but Torin started throwing up. So. No, we had to deal with that. He, I, I think he's fine. We went to a Christmas party and they both consumed like an exorbitant amount of sugar in a very short amount of time. And they were both like, "Mm, tummy ache. And then like an hour after we got torn down to bed, he was like, so, but then he was fine. We got him cleaned up. He was all kinds of chipper. I think he's fine now. Um, Okay. Anyway. So what's the, what's the, what's the disagreement? So we're talking about the timing. What say you? <laughs> I feel like I wield so much power right now. I know, right? You may not so, be the only opinion that we have Pull from the archives. Get. We'll see. That's fine. So I would say, I think, um, I would wonder when Lad's conversation with you, Brent, fits into that, though. Mm-hmm. Because Lad went out to coffee with you at Starbucks. And I remember it because he was puking. And, and, and in that conversation... To my knowledge, and I can ask him, you were talking about wanting to propose to Maggie and you hadn't done it yet. Mm-hmm. And you were saying that we wanted, like, you wanted to do it soon because we needed to be there. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't know if you guys, I think there might be room in the story for both truths because it's possible that you you proposed with the concept in mind of like, you're, you're going to do this anyway. Birthday's a great time. Also, Lad and Carly are leaving, but maybe you didn't nail down the exact date until after. I don't think you guys, I don't remember you guys having like a set date until after you got. Oh yeah, definitely. The set date came later, but it seemed, but I do think the conversation with Lad, you definitely hadn't proposed yet. And you were thinking, well, you guys need to be there. So we're going to do this quick. Okay, we're back. It is now January 9th. <laughs> we were previously having our conversation on December 18th. So mm-hmm. a solid, what, three, three weeks? Three weeks <laughs> of arguing about where we left you last. Uh, well, I was wrong about everything. Almost everything. 
Was there something you weren't wrong about? There's there were there's an element of truth in there somewhere that <laughs> I have conflated with I don't know what. You yeah. Fog of war, let's put it that way. I'm feeling pretty pleased with myself. That's all I want is I just want a parade and some confetti and a, and a bow down and a you were right. Well, uh hopefully I was able to clean up Carly's audio um over FaceTime from the other side of the world. We'll see how well that goes. You'll already know by the time you're hearing me say this. But we did find some video that Becky mentioned earlier on this episode had recorded. She actually did a fantastic job of documenting everything about the engagement trip other than the actual proposal because <laughs> I she was wasn't there. not smart enough to clue her in, I guess. Um, I will say, though, um, the I mean, that's the end of our we just found that video yesterday after our call with Carly. The next day we texted my dad to see what he remembered of his conversation with Brent. And my dad agreed with me. And then we texted my sister and my sister agreed with me. And Carly talked to her husband, Lad, and Lad, his memory matched. And then Brent and I spent three weeks arguing and going back and forth about what happened and how each of us remembers it. And then Brent the other night stayed up for hours going through old texts i don't know how you even have those i had some kind of weird backup system at some point yeah. and i was able to download all of these attachments from google mm-hmm. it was only running for like a handful of weeks i don't even understand i don't know what i was doing or how it got there but i just had like i think it was a little over a thousand xml files and a backup of text messages that occurred every 30 minutes for a few weeks. Anyway, Brent found a text in there that he thought was his smoking gun, got me up the other day and was like, I think I found proof. And it's like this vague text during our engagement about like, God knew that Lad and Carly were going to be moving. He's like, see, we didn't know. I was like, we knew the whole time. That's not proof. Like, keep looking, man. That ain't it. Um, And then he came back a few hours later, a broken man and... Showed me this video that has very clear proof of my basically hours after Brent proposed, we all went to dinner. And in this video, uh, I think it's Brent asking me, like, what was your favorite part of the proposal? And I said, figuring out, you know, the moment that I realized what was happening, because I kind of was like, took my brain a minute to figure out that he was proposing. Um, But then also (laughs) I say something like, Oh, when you told me that part of it was because Lad and Carly were moving and you knew I would want them there because that's very important to me. (laughs) So that's, I don't know what other proof could possibly be needed, but my entire reality has crumbled. (laughs) I don't know what to believe anymore. Pixar didn't happen. Believe whatever I tell you. (laughs) Right. But you're not there all the time. So what? What have I, I don't know. It's, I'm like, I'm, I haven't thought about it too much in the last 24 hours because I'm having a real, like, <laughs> it's a real crisis going I've, on here. I've thought about it a lot because I'm feeling real happy about I mean, yeah. <laughs> I'm on cloud nine because I, I love being right. I do too. But I, I'm not, like, I was absolutely wrong. <laughs> but, like, what else am I wrong about? And there's no way to prove it. Like, we don't have somebody following us around documenting everything all the time. <laughs> or following me. All, like, 
I, I, don't, I don't know. I don't know what to think. The moral of the story is marry someone with an amazing memory, unless you are the someone that probably marry someone without a great memory because they need you uh, and or document everything. I document a lot of things, but not enough. I have started journaling, though, in the last few weeks. Look at you. I didn't know that. Unrelated to this, but uh, this is definitely... You're an, not journaling about our recording sessions. A good encourager. It's great. Okay. So where were we? We were, now that we have established that our engagement, part of the reason our engagement was short was because my best friend Carly and her husband were lad, her husband lad were moving to Africa. We've established that now. Here's one of the things that I was conflating for that. Mm. Our decision to have the reception in your parents' backyard. Mm. That was a late discovery. I think we were 40 days out at that point, maybe. Something like that. That was, we, we threw that out. We kind of like set our hearts on it on 4th of July. And then my dad. So here's a fun, here's the fun story. That was kind of a dream of yours, right, Brent? I mean, I'll, yeah, it's great. Back to here. have you were, I mean, I think your vision initially before we dated was to have a wedding back there yeah sure you wrote letters i believe to me. you <laughs> i have written proof of that upstairs i can grab it <laughs> um yeah brent wrote me uh this is mm, i'll wait to tell this story maybe this is i like on. backyard weddings though. anyway yeah so um yeah we were thinking about venues we had found a you know lovely enough church um around that figured would work for the ceremony but um we're still trying to figure out where to do the reception. And my parents had this like just big, amazing, incredible backyard. And 4th of July, Brent was hanging out and we were like, well, what about this? And, you know, my dad always worked on the 4th, uh, but my mom was there and we were talking about, about it to her and we were kind of troubleshooting. Well, where would people park? Where would we do this? Where would we do that? And she's like, well, I think it might work, but I don't know. We'd have to talk to your dad. Don't get your hopes up. So, um, dad works late. I guess she had, you know, the next morning told him what we were thinking. And then I got up and was about to leave for work. And he goes, Hey, um, mom told me that you guys were talking about maybe the backyard for the reception. He's like, I don't know if it's going to work. Um, you know, let me, let me think about it today. We'll talk when you're home from work. Um, don't get your hopes up. I was like, yeah, that's fine. Like you guys talk, whatever. Um, <laughs> when I got home from work that day, eight hours later, my dad had rented <laughs> a bobcat, like some kind of excavator or something, and was clearing a portion of the yard that was all brush. I like pulled into the driveway, got out of my car. My dad's like, okay, come over here. Here's the plan. This is where we're going to do tables. This is, I was like, oh, okay. So we're doing this. And he just took off running and it was beautiful before. Like the yard was incredible. And he like added a whole extra area to it and just made it that much more amazing. Well, and we got married on August 19th. Mm -hmm. We were also looking at the 12th because I found in the text messages, in mm -hmm. the records, <laughs> the records in the archives, your dad had a golf tournament that he had to work at was supposed on the to 19th. Work at. And it was like, oh, the 19th is absolutely not an option. He can't get out of it, blah, blah, blah. But apparently somehow he did. So guess so. Glad it worked out mm -hmm. the way it did. Yep. So we got married on a Sunday. Um, I feel like we have a whole other episode planned for the wedding. Is there anything else we want to talk about engagement wise? Uh, you wanted to talk about how you had two wedding dresses. Oh yeah, I had two wedding dresses. <laughs> uh yeah. So short engagement and also I think uh, I'm growing out of this slowly, but one of my issues is that I constantly, like, I believe that everyone 
is bothered and inconvenienced by me and I try to <laughs> try to please everyone and not be a bother. Um, so short engagement, um, didn't want to be a difficult bride or whatever. I knew that throwing the wedding together in a short amount of time was going to be a lot of work for people. So I didn't want to be picky about stuff. And like I said, there there wasn't a whole lot that I had planned or envisioned about my wedding. This was pre-Pinterest, um, essentially. So, you know, there was just I didn't I didn't have a vision and for anything, decor, dress, nothing. Um but Carly, uh, her mother-in-law had a consignment dress shop with a ton of wedding dresses. And, um, right after we got back from Seattle, she was like, Hey, um, would you guys want to come and look at the dresses? You know, nothing official or formal or whatever, just fun to try on and see if there are any styles that you like. And we were like, yeah. So I think it was me and Carly and my mom and my sister. I don't think Mandy came. Mandy is, was my other uh, bridesmaid. Um, but it was just a last minute thing. So while we're there, I'm trying on dresses that are lovely. And, you know, there's one that I was like, oh, this is a pretty dress. This would work. Um, you know, wasn't excited about it necessarily, but I was like, yeah, this is a nice dress. Brent's not going to really care what I wear. Like he's going to think anything looks nice. Um, and this, this will do. Overalls, you know, whatever. Overalls, yeah. <laughs> Overalls and sketch your shape ups. <laughs> so... Uh, <laughs> oh man oh anyway <laughs> so yeah i you know in an effort to be practical uh i was like yeah this this is the dress um we'll do this so we and it was like 200 bucks you know pretty pretty on the under budget for wedding dresses generally so um, they had to make a few adjustments. They were like, okay, we'll, we'll get this altered. And so it was altered and ready to be picked up uh, at the halfway point of the engagement. So we're a month out from the wedding. I go pick up this wedding dress, try it on at my house and start crying. <laughs> I was like, I don't want to wear this dress. <laughs> I don't really like it. Like objectively, it's pretty. It just, it doesn't feel like me. And even saying that now, I'm like, oh my gosh, how high maintenance. Like what a charmed first world existence I have where I feel the need to be picky about styles of dresses. <clears throat> like who cares? But uh, I was like, I don't know. This just doesn't, this doesn't feel like my wedding dress. This isn't something that I'm excited to wear. And my sister was out of town. Uh, it was just me and my mom. And she's like, okay, don't panic. Your wedding's not today. You don't have to wear this dress if you don't want to wear this dress. She's like, why don't we go to a couple of different um, dress shops. And if you, you know, look at some other stuff, try some other stuff on, if you don't find something you love, like maybe you'll feel better about this dress. Like maybe you just need to look at some other options and that will, um, you know, make you feel better. And if not, maybe we'll find something else, but like we have time. And I was like, okay. So we went down to this, uh, other dress shop and this, just beautiful dress was in the window that I loved. Um, but we went in and told them like, okay, here's our budget. It was pretty low. I think we said $500. Um, and again, if you've ever purchased a wedding dress, like that's low. Um, 
$500. And they're like, well, okay, so here's some stuff. They brought me a handful of things to try on and all of it was just like, no. So I just wasn't feeling encouraged or hopeful at all. And my mom said, is there anything? I was like, well, I love the one in the window, but I'm sure like there's no way. And they said, well, actually that's last season's dress. Uh, so you'd be buying it off the rack and yeah, it would be $500. <laughs> so I tried it on and was like, I love this dress. This is the most beautiful thing I've ever worn. So that was the dress that I ended up with, you know, altered it. And I still like I still look back at pictures and it was I wouldn't I wouldn't change a thing. I would still wear that dress again. But yeah, it was a it was a it was a stressful moment. And yeah, I didn't bring we didn't bring uh, Carly or my sister Kate or our friend Mandy because it was just me and my mom. And again, me trying not to be a high maintenance bride. Didn't want to make everyone go out for another round of dress shopping just because I couldn't make up my mind the first time. Uh, well, I'm glad glad you got what you wanted. Yeah. The Me other too. thing <laughs> is uh, one month out, we were looking at potential getaway cars. Mm. And <laughs> I had called up an old friend, Michael Reyes, who had a cool old car. And I was like, hey, what are the chances that we could use that at our wedding? And so he calls me back the next day and says, well, it's not actually running right now, but is there any chance you want a job? <laughs> and that's how um, we moved to Moscow. Yeah. We were in Coeur d'Alene and he was in Moscow. And yeah, that was not an immediate yes. That was a, that was a ha ha funny joke. No. And then a few weeks later, you know, they kept, we're, I think they were in town and we're like, let's take you to lunch. Let's talk about this more. And yeah. Lots of praying went into it and we just felt like Moscow was where God was taking us. Yep. We had one lunch in Coeur d'Alene and then we had another lunch in Moscow, but that was, we was that made after that a wedding? No, it was before. That was before. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So Moscow came on the scene at that point, mm -hmm. but first we have to get married and that will be next episode. I don't know what in the world this is going to end up being by the time <laughs> I'm done editing. I'm sure it's going to be it terribly long but hopefully also the most entertaining episode yeah. if you're not laughing oh, sorry please, please laugh and i don't know i just i i do i'm i'm just it's a breakdown my reality the, is unreal your your life is in shambles at this point it's okay <laughs> i will help you pick up the pieces okay well we'll pick it back up next week thanks for joining us goodbye